the Voices of Dentistry Podcast Summit is coming to Scottsdale, Arizona, January 26th and 27th of 2018. The Voices of Dentistry Podcast Summit is the biggest dental podcasting event of the year. We'll have all your favorite dental podcasts live at the Doubletree Resort Paradise in Scottsdale, Arizona. Each attendee will receive up to 16 CE credit hours over the course of the two-day summit. We'll have a lineup of popular speakers from the dental world who will be providing the continued education. It's hosted by Alan Mead and Jason Lipscomb of the Dental Hacks, the Dentalpreneur Podcast with Dr. Mark Costas, and of course, Dr. Justin Moody of Dentists, Implants, and Worms. Register online today at VoicesOfDentistry.com. Regular admission is $8.97, which includes admission, 16 CE credits, and one complimentary drink ticket. We offer a discounted rate for current dental students, so email info at VoicesOfDentistry.com for details. Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, Someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Zimmerman. Lance, it's finally happened. Our long national nightmare is over. Uh We have talked about this particular subject, I think on many occasions, and it's finally here. Okay. Derek Harper is getting his number retired for the Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Okay. I know that this was a huge bone of contention for you. Because every when you say bone, <laughs> yes, a huge bone. Um, I'm not talking about Derek Harper's bone. I don't know. I've never seen him in the in the locker room. <laughs> Allegedly, the charges were dropped. Right? Every time we were together, that's all you went on about is how Derek Harper should have his number retired. <laughs> and I just wanted you to know that the day is here. I'm actually surprised Thank God. that you. Thank God. I know it's it's been it's it's been rough. I know, it, and I'm surprised you didn't fly in to Dallas. And we could have met oh, there. Yeah, that. we should have done a we should have done a, a live yeah. sort of show from the Jersey retirement ceremony. Lance, can you tell me what jersey number did Derek Harper wear without looking at your Google? <laughs> uh, let's go with lucky thirteen. Close! Oh my God, you were oh. so close. Number twelve. Oh, number shit. twelve. I I love the idea of retiring jerseys. Like okay. I get like I get like Jackie Robinson, right? Jackie Robinson, the mm-hmm. first African American baseball player like to, to to debut in the major leagues. His number right. forty two is retired for every single major league team. Everybody. So mm-hmm. no one wears forty two except on one day when everybody wears forty two, um, which is Jackie Robinson right. Day. Um which is somewhat disrespectful. Like even the white guys get to wear forty two. I don't know. And the yeah, Latin guys, it's weird that. anyway. Um but I'm always <laughs> like weird about like the sort of I mean, like Derek Harper, like, had you ever even heard the name Derek Harper before? Yeah, yeah. I, I When the Sonics were still okay. in Seattle, I was a big NBA okay. fan, yeah. But I mean, like, I, I think to get a jersey retired, it really should be household name, right? Like, everybody right. knows, right? And, like, Derek Harper was a decent to good NBA player on a right. string of, like, 1980s Mavericks teams that were god-awful. <laughs> why like why are we honoring him? I don't like it's almost as if they need some sort of night to have an event to maybe sell some tickets to a terrible basketball team. Yeah, know. I'm I'm going to go maybe. <laughs> so we we were supposed to record this show about an hour ago and uh-huh. uh, you sent me a strange message. Did I? And, and I'm going to read that message. And I don't think it had anything to do with Derek Harper. Maybe. <laughs> Here's the message you sent me. Um, can we do 8 p.m.? I'm taking a patient to a hotel, then I must drive home. <laughs> so for a little inside baseball, a little sausage making, this is Sunday night. It's Sunday night. I mean, isn't that when you take take them back? Why are you taking a patient to their hotel on a Sunday night? What are you doing to these patients? And why didn't you just do it at the hotel? If you're going to, if you're going to sleep with some of your patients, why'd you have to do it at the office? I like the excitement okay. of uh, the uh, the environment itself, the location. Right, sure. <laughs> now, this is one, again, I, I occasionally will get people for internationally that will come to 
do get some work done. And, and I tend to want to entertain them a little bit. They, they're in town for a very short period of time. Right. Show them Seattle, okay. that kind of thing. So, so this is uh, like true concierge sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you are yeah, like you're yeah. taking them to dinner. You're taking them to a show. Uh-huh. You're drowning, droning on about Derek Harper and why his jersey's not yeah. retired for hours and hours on end. And then you, yeah, and then so you I, personally ride, drive them back to the hotel. That's exactly what it was. Wow. I, the last, the other guy, and we kind of talked about a little bit where on the seat appointment, a couple restorations broke. Uh, when he came for the prep appointment, I took him to a Seahawks match nice. against the Houston Texans. Oh, that was the good one. That was where I was like 47 <laughs> to 45. Yeah. It was like the best game was, of the year. It was pretty much, yeah. I, I couldn't have timed it any better. Nice. Uh, and so this is actually his uh, brother-in-law okay. that, that's here now a couple months later. And uh, so we, we took him to a really nice dinner. And, and we, had, we had intended to, to be back a little over an hour ago. So I would have made our, our original time. And so so that's why I was I, I had messaged earlier that I had a you know out of town patient that I was that I might be a little bit late. So when I was going to be late, that's why I'm like, yeah, heading back to the hotel. But I can see in out of context, it absolutely make would make you think we rented that hotel room by the fifteen minutes. <laughs> nice. And and even you didn't really even need all that fifteen minutes, to be honest. No, I know. That <laughs> seven and a half minutes of that is cleanup time. <laughs> and crying. <laughs> Thank God for penicillin and uh, therapy. <laughs> did you have any of the Romanian pruno or whatever it was? I did not. Oh, I was it. afraid of no, not, I, especially since tomorrow I'm actually prepping him. So I thought, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go easy. Okay. Tonight. So you didn't do any dentistry yeah. today. Today was just sort of schmoozing. Today was schmoozing. Okay, good. And uh, I'm down tomorrow with that. I'm I'm schmooze available tomorrow, but many times they just want to go back to the hotel and yeah, just chill. Usually the the flights the next day. So okay. And so you're prepping what all 28? What are you doing tomorrow? No, just upper 10 over 10. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Way to go, Lance. Big shot. Well, I, I mean, it sounds all glamorous, but I mean, when was the last time I did something like that? So it's not like I'm doing them weekly. I'm sure there are guys that are just cranking it out that way. I just do them occasionally. Even still, occasionally is better than never. Uh, right. So that's good. Yeah. Well, well, Lance, this Great is time. an advice show, and we, yes. uh, we answer our listeners' questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit, which I love. Those are the best. We answer questions from our listeners, which really are great. I love it when we get listener questions. So, you know, listeners, we need your help. We strive to help dentists and their dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any questions, do we, Lance? Fuck no. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best profi paste? Because we all know that the best profi paste is fine pumice. <laughs> we want the tough questions, the questions Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I love like any time you get like, uh, uh, this is a great example of veneer cement, uh-huh. uh, and you read the instructions, which most dentists do not do. Um, they always noticed that. they always want you to fine pumice the preps, even all, even like just regular crown and bridge like looting cements. It will tell you to like pumice the preparation. Lance, when was the last time you like? Pumice to preparation, like a number three single unit crown that you did. I want to say about 18 years yeah. ago. Was it dental school? <laughs> no, I did it one time <laughs> in private practice and said, what the fuck am I What doing? is this for? <laughs> you got to anesthetize it. It's so stupid. Like that's, that's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Yeah. Anyway, we want the question, questions that Gordo cannot answer. So hit us up with those. Send us, send them our way. Our first question today comes from Lisa and Lisa asks, This is a short and sweet one. I love it. I have to give notice today. Do you prefer I give notice in the morning or in the afternoon? (laughs) So I'm assuming that Lisa's a dental team member. That's how I took it. Yes. So Lance, would you rather receive notice in the morning or in the afternoon? Well, it depends how how soon you want to go home. Because as soon as you give me notice... You're done? We're done. So do you ever let anybody serve out their notice in your office? Actually, I, I do. Okay. It, it is situational and, and depending on the circumstance. I did have someone recently gave me some notice and she, she was fantastic. I, I told her on her last day as, as she was leaving, I said, you know, hey, thanks for actually being very professional about this. Quite often, I allow them to, to, get, to work the two weeks yeah. and they're just kind of looking at you strange like, why am I still here? And so then their attitude changes and their behavior changes. It, it just became becomes something like, okay, you, you got to go now. I think it's human nature yeah. that there's always kind of a drop-off. Like when they know it's like short-timer yeah. syndrome, right? Yeah, and I, and I understand that. But I've had some where they just became ugly. You're like, oh, wait, when you gave the notice, you wanted me to fire you. Oh, I get it. 
here's the game we're dancing. Okay. So my question for Lisa is, are you a good employee? Or are you a bad employee? Because that's the difference. Yeah. If you're a good employee, yeah. tell me in the morning or no, I'm sorry. If you're a good employee, tell me at the end of the day, because you just ruined my day. So I don't want yeah. you to ruin my entire day. If you're a good employee and I'm going to be sorry to lose you, I don't want that to ruin my day. So don't tell me eight o'clock in the morning. Tell me at four fifty-five, so that yep. then I can go and have an alcoholic beverage or, or take an Oxycontin or snort some Adderall or whatever I'm going to do that night to, to cope Again. with your loss. Go back and watch <laughs> old highlight tapes of Derek Harper. <laughs> um, While wearing Derek Harper. Yes, Derek. exactly. Good number 12. And unwashed. I want a game-worn, unwashed Derek Harper jersey just <laughs> reeks to high heaven. Um, if, if you're a bad employee, tell me at the beginning of the day. Because you know what, lady? You just <laughs> made my day. And you're gone right there. Right. Oh, absolutely. I'm sending you home. Yeah. And you know what? There's no need for you to stay the two weeks. But it was if you're a bad employee who I was probably going to fire anyway, you just made my life mm-hmm. so much easier. Mm-hmm. So tell me at the beginning of the day. So, so Lisa, this is going to require some deep introspection about a little bit of that uh, about sure. how you should do this i'm i'm somewhat jealous lance i'm somewhat jealous <laughs> oh are you because i'm never ever again going to be able to give anybody like two weeks notice that i'm quitting a job that's true like you and i were never going to be able to do that again those days for us are gone i would really try and hatch some sort of elaborate scheme to put in my notice if, if i were you lisa don't take this like this can be an amazing thing for you this is a great privilege that you have that not everybody has the ability to put in a two-week notice here's what i would do i would really like get on the youtubes and i would really spend some time like maybe on the chris angel mind freak channel (laughs) and really like learn how to mind freak this two-week notice giving like maybe like somehow turn a dove into some sort of origami that says like i'll be leaving in two weeks what do you think about that there's that (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's also, um, you know, when I was in high school, it was a little bit before your time. Uh, if you asked a girl to prom, you, you tended to see her in the halls and say, hey, Sally, do you have uh, a date to the dance? Yeah. Uh, awkwardly, do you want to go with me? Yeah, you would just That's ask. How it was. Right. That's kind of how it was. Nowadays, when these kids are asking each other. Oh, it's, it's a whole it's fiasco. Average, oh, my God. It's on YouTube. But the way that they made their candy bar card asking them with their crazy balloon bouquet that is released into the wild while they help the rainforest. It's just some weird stuff. I feel bad because that's for prom. What are you going to do when you ask her to Oh, my her? God. I can't even imagine. Like, if you are setting up this elaborate scheme to ask somebody to go to a dance with you, what are you going to do when you ask somebody to spend the rest of your life? Like, when your future fiancé finds out how much work you put in, because it's obviously documented on social media... Uh-huh. When they find out how much work you put into asking somebody to a dance, and then like, oh, we just went to Red Lobster, and like in between the the Cheddar Bay biscuits and the shrimp scampi course, I said like, hey, so what's up? Like, you want to like put a finger, put a ring on this finger? What's the deal? You like <laughs> you're gonna be pissed. Special. The Sizzler special, think? yes, exactly. <laughs> what's so you you have three daughters? That one's still in high school, so I'm imagine uh-huh. she's probably not to this point yet. But you have two that are out of high school that are in college. Were there any uh-huh. sort of elaborate prom proposals for them? Yeah. Yeah. One of them, it was this, it was involved. Uh, we were at Pike Place Market, and that's where they're famous for throwing fish yeah. at each other, the flying fish. That's so that's a little, like, there's some metaphor there. Like, <laughs> which daughter was this? Uh, this is my oldest, Brianna. Brianna, don't be throwing that fish around, girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> not at prom. Not at, not till after prom. Not till you are exactly. in a long-term committed relationship. Do not be throwing For that sure. fish around. Do not be throwing that fish around. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure she listens to <laughs> this episode. <laughs> so it was something along the lines down there. And it was less elaborate than some of the things that I've seen okay. online. They just threw a carp at her and it hit her in the head and it said prom <laughs> scraped into something the like scales. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. At least it wasn't, you know, crustacean or something where <laughs> you might lose an eye. Does she have a shellfish allergy? That would be horrible. <laughs> That would be so awesome. <laughs> All right, so the, so the the gentleman that that um, that asked for your daughter's hand in mm-hmm. promage, uh, whatever, promage. yeah, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Did you approve of these two young men? Were they were they good guys? Were they bad guys? What was the deal? It was fine. I, I, honestly, I looked at him. I'm like, oh, he's harmless. I don't worry <laughs> about this one. <laughs> what gave you the impression to, he was harmless? Yeah, it's just, I. Yeah. 
Yeah, he looked gay to me. So okay. I'm thinking this oh, is, that's he, perfect. He's a beard. That is the perfect scenario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For for, I, for I, the I, father of a daughter, the gay guy asking her to prom is perfection. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have to worry about cleaning my gun while he came over and to take photos and stuff. I just left. I it feel like that's cliche. Yeah, but it works. It's effective. Yeah. Do you have a gun? They get nerfed. I do. Yeah. What do you have? I have no idea. Some Turkish shotgun. Oh, my God. I, I honestly bought because my <laughs> oldest was being stalked by this guy that was across. His best friend was across the street, so they were always hanging out. So I made sure I bought the gun and got it out of the trunk and uh, oh, let it be known. Yes, I love this. Social media that, you know, them, I have patients or cops were talking about a restraining order that never came to fruition, but he was scared <laughs> enough. Good. So. Good. It's so worked. skeevy, man. You're in high school. Like, you don't need to be stalking anybody. Yeah. You have attractive young women everywhere. Like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you getting like that? Yeah. I, I just, I part of my heart aches because I'll never be able to put in a two week notice anywhere in, anymore. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody do anything like? Have you ever anybody just like storm and say like "fuck you, Doctor Timmerman, I'm out of here" or anything like that? Have you ever had that kind of deal? Uh, no. The closest I had is I had this. It was it was surprising. A sweet old lady. <laughs> that just she was working up front and i thought maybe having a, a, a matriarch kind of role sure. in the office it, it would just kind of mix it up because the rest of us were younger um she had a personal belief or discipline she didn't believe in in lines of credit or debt mm. and i didn't realize that until i kept noticing that she wasn't putting people on financial plans with care credit or whatever we were using at the time and we and it came to a head when a patient didn't want to pay what they what they owed and i said well why is why are we even asking about this what she should have been using the, the third party and then that's when it kind of came to light oh, that she just didn't believe in yeah. it so so when i let her go was she from like the uh, dust bowl like depression area she, what's wrong with her she, she was old i mean Jesus. yeah she, it and so back in my day, Sonny, we didn't trade <laughs> yeah. with no credit. We saved them up and then we bought them one tooth at a exactly. time. Uh, you, you didn't realize you're during the interview. They don't really talk that way, but their behavior comes out that way when they start working with you. So she wasn't with me for very long. I think I had our grand total of a couple months before. It was just really obvious that she wasn't going to be able to stick around. So as I let her go, she like. Apparently, uh, had a lot of personal items that were at the office. Things like the the d- little dividers that you have pencils right here and pens right here. It kind of like the dividers you have in the kitchen for your spoons and your forks yeah. and knives. And apparently, that was a personal expense because she took it home with her, but she didn't want all the pens and everything else that was inside of it. So all the organizers from all the drawers, Ugh. she just literally just took them out, dumped them over them into the t- yeah, just made this big tizzy. So thank God I did at the end of the day. So it really wasn't in front of anybody. And uh, so I just let her run her little tantrum and said, well, all right, well, thank you. And waved goodbye. But that's as much as it ever got. Yeah. I never had anybody else get too crazy. I've had I've had somebody text me at lunchtime that they weren't coming back. I got one oh, like about four months ago that happened to me. Finally. <laughs> Finally, you've been waiting for the day. Well, I mean, you always hear stories of it. Yeah. This is her first day. <laughs> oh, that's rough. What did you do to her in that first day? That's what I said. Did you work without pants or something? Well, well, it was Monday, so... (laughs) It's a day that ends in Y, so there's no pants involved. (laughs) No, so it was actually um, the person that had given a two weeks notice and was working it off was was willing to help out remotely. There there was a lot to the whole story, but she was going to help as a transition. Right. So this person comes in as a brand new hire for first day, and then she was asking this other person, you know... Basically, are you going to always be looking over my shoulder because we have end of day reports and all these things that we can so check passive aggressive? Are you always going to be looking over yeah. my shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> How long will you keep checking my work? And so she's like, "Well, as long as you know, Doctor Timmerman needs me." And so then I'm off at lunch and I get a text saying that, "Yeah, this isn't for me." And I'm like, well, and I come back to the office going, "What, what did you do, do to her?" <laughs> And they're like, what are you talking about? They had no idea. You're not supposed to talk about Scientology till day three. That's (laughs) when we test for the Thetans. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So I'd always heard of stories like that where people would do that to someone, and I finally got my own. Nice. Yeah. But the one that that did it to you, she'd been with you for a while. She'd been there for like a couple, like three weeks or something. I mean, it wasn't like she was a long stander or something like that, but it wasn't day one. 
I just right. can you imagine quitting <laughs> over text? I can't like no. that 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 is just such a foreign thing to me. Like I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I it I'm 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 so boggled. My mind boggles so often now that I I'm really not surprised on anything anymore. The nice thing about it though is like I screenshotted it and just printed it out and like put it in her in her chart or whatever you know mm-hmm. so that like in her HR uh, uh, folder. So that, like, if she filed on me or whatever, like, I have pr- I have a text from her saying she quit. Right. But it also made me think, like, next time, like, I, I don't have documentation on somebody that I'm going to fire or whatever, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, like, get a burner phone and just, like, save their number <laughs> in my phone as, like, that person's name and then just okay. send, like, a text just saying, like, F- yourself and the fucking <laughs> horse you rode in on, you piece of shit, your dentistry sucks, your margins are horrible. Right. Don't use a rubber dam, you lazy <laughs> piece of shit. And I quit. I'm never coming back. And then, like, if when Texas Workforce Commission comes, like, hey, look, here you go. Like, I, this, she sent me this. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so I, like, I felt good. Like, oh, a screenshot. Like, I've got proof. And then I just started thinking, like, it probably doesn't. Like, in a court of law, I don't think a screenshot like means much. But who knows? Probably not. Oh well. Probably not. Oh well. So, so Lisa. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is if you're good, do it at the end of the day. If you're a piece of shit, do it at the end of the day. <laughs> or at the beginning of the day. Where's the, where's the live by? Yeah. And, and if you're a piece of shit and you do it at the beginning of the day, like go ahead and have your massage appointment for like 1030 in the morning because you're going to be free to go. I promise. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, man. Man. This section brought to you by ProFlowers. When snarky dentists have no more fucks left to give, they give flowers. All right, so question two from Justin. This is a good one. As dental professionals, would someone having a full sleeve of tattoos affect your decision to hire them or not? So this is a real HR-centric episode today. Right, right. Lance, do you have any employees that have tattoos? I do. Do they have like a full sleeve? No sleeve, no teardrops, no neck. <laughs> Nothing thing. on the neck. I mean, no, no. It, it, I, tattoos are fine. They're a fact of life nowadays. It right. became such a trend. So, are we talking about Holly on this too? By the way, <laughs> and Holly's included. <laughs> as long as it's something that can be covered up in, in you know in a professional manner, then it's not a big deal. But yeah, you got a big star as if you were the lead singer of Kiss. Yeah, the- you're probably not gonna get the face or neck tattoo is an immediate like no go like that there's a transition between like having a tattoo on an arm or a wrist or something Uh like that and 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 then jumping to like a a tattoo on a face or a neck full skull yeah (laughs) you look like a halloween costume yeah the sleeve thing is 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 a, an interesting question though because you you mentioned it already you said you know as long as it can be covered up yeah I practice in San Antonio and sometimes during the summer like it is no joke 105 degrees outside uh, that's true and so if someone's got a full sleeve that means they're wearing long sleeves every day that's got to get rough yeah I can see it. we don't really contend with that here in Seattle right it's I mean, gonna it's gonna be you know what is what's the highest it gets up in the in like mid 80s or something like that no we'll, we'll get we'll get in the 90s but it'll be a, a short short deal short during yeah period of time it's usually gonna be 80s high 80s as, a, as an average but when you're getting to the 105 yeah I doubt you're gonna be wearing long sleeves I hate to say this but part of it depends on what the tattoo is right yeah I mean, if it's just like a naked lady, just spread eagle, like just full bush, all on display for everything and everybody to see, like that's different to me than like that a, should be on your back, right? Than like a koi fish, like jumping through a <laughs> rainbow or something. Yeah. So I think we're assuming here that we're talking about non-offensive, non no swastikas, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No swastikas, no yeah. like German eagles or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. No hate speech, no naked ladies, no, mm-hmm. you know, weird cult kind of things like I heart yeah. Jim Jones or whatever, you know, that, that's all <laughs> bad. Um, right. I, so I, I'm assuming we're talking like random, abstracty, sort of non-offensive tattoos. Um, yeah. And d- does it affect, does it change your, your thought if it's male or female? No, no, not, I don't. No. When you see a girl with a sleeve of tattoos, what's your first thought? She's a, a wilder girl than the average bear. 
Does it make you think she owns a motorcycle and or is involved with motorcycle? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's two wheels involved somehow. <laughs> if you see a guy with a sleeve of tattoos, I think you just think like maybe he was in the military, maybe yeah. like... I feel like there's not the same connotation as there is of like a woman with a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I guess we're a bit product of society. Maybe we shouldn't think this and feel that way, but that's the way it is right now. I, I have. So you get you. Let's say let's say you, you're hiring for someone who's a dental assistant. You find a badass dental assistant who has a sleeve of tattoos. So, uh-huh. so you could go one way, which I think is the predictable way, which is the, you know, have her wear long sleeves or whatever to cover it up. I'm going to, I'm going right. to pitch to you an alternate. Okay. I'm going to zag where other people may zig, so to speak. I would expect nothing less. If you go to Amazon and I'm mm-hmm. going there and I'm firing up the Amazon right now, headquartered in Seattle. So you could probably get this prime. Um, Oh, the drones will drop it right now. Right. right. It'll be there Later in 20 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, just just Google up tattoo sleeve. And so instead of making them cover up their tattoos, you uh-huh. everybody on your team can get these like t-shirts <laughs> to make it look like everyone else on the team has a sleeve of tattoos. I actually wore something like that for Halloween about three years ago. Yeah. And there's actually multiple different patterns. So everything from like religious to tribal oh, to this guy looks like he's from Tron. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying like that's an, that's an idea. You know, that, I'm, I'm not okay. saying it's a good idea. <laughs> right, I'm just right. saying it's an idea that you could literally just have everybody else on the team look tattooed or, you know, team building event. Uh-huh. Everybody goes to get tattoos together. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what better team building could you have? Hey, on Thursday, we're all going to a tattoo parlor. <laughs> nice. Hope your hepatitis shots are all up to date. <laughs> I think that I think you have to have that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it yeah, I think it's hepatitis. I'm in the middle of doing all that like like HR crap for my office. There's just oh, yeah. a new service in Texas um, that like is sort of like this web portal and it just is like a checklist for, for making sure you have everything. And like that's one thing I was like, I need to track down my hepatitis B vaccine from like seven years ago or whatever. Right. It's going to be yeah. a blast. So maybe you decide <laughs> to be like the tattoo office. Yeah. And a lot of times... Rename, it, rename, rename the practice. You know, make it some... Your website kind of spins that. I think you could do well with that in Seattle. I don't know how well that would work in San Antonio, but I think in Seattle, that would probably do pretty darn good. You could open up an well, office in Fremont. Isn't that a place there? Yeah. That's yeah. The, like the super hipstery place? That would definitely... They could be a little statue of Lenin. Yes. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Is it is it there that, that, that Fremont's where they have the troll underneath their bridge, uh-huh. right? Yep, Fremont Troll. I uh, yeah, yep. somehow ate at a vegan restaurant in Fremont one time. It's the only time I've ever eaten at a vegan restaurant, and it was in Fremont, okay. and I got suckered yeah. into it. It vegan bacon. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> Sounds like Fremont, yeah. Thanks, Fremont. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think I think most people recognize tattoos as just like a part of life. And if yeah. someone's a good employee, like I'm not going to let tattoos get in the way. Not at all. Love is hard to find, and I'm not going to let tattoos get in the way. We joked earlier about about Holly having a tattoo. Does Holly have a tattoo? Yeah, a few. Really? Okay, cool. Like all in yeah. sort of uh, the uh, unmentionable areas sort of deal? Not quite like that. Okay. But um, they're tastefully done. Oh, I like... I like. I'm gonna make. I was. As as I'm gonna go I was gonna make a, a really lewd, crude joke. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm gonna save Holly. Holly, I'm sorry. All right. I can't. All right. I've never met you. I can't. I've never met you in person. I can't make that joke without ever having yeah. met you. So yeah, I don't know. Don't don't. I mean, don't don't let a tattoo stand in the way of finding a great employee. If they're great, like you'll find a way. You know, cover well, them up or whatever. The bar is set so high. I think in your office, like mine, where finding a good employee is so challenging. There's no way in hell that that's going to stop me yeah. from from if you could do what I need you to do, I don't care. Absolutely. If you can make a provisional better than I can, you have tattoos everywhere. I don't give a shit. Right. I don't give a shit. All right. Question 3 from Reddit, our Reddit question, which I just I always love the Reddit ones. This is a Reddit. This is level. so good. Um okay. I, you're going to have I, I just know you're going to have some great thoughts on this one. So Uh-oh. no no pressure. Okay. Reddit user Ltrout59 asks, tips for cold calling for associateship or practice purchase? I'm currently a dental mm. student, and I found three offices that I'd like to contact about associateship or possibly purchasing their practice. I don't have any contact with these dentists. I'm looking for advice on how to approach the conversation or perhaps a better way to go about it. Many thanks. 
Lance, what would you do if someone just called you out of the blue and was like, hey, I'd like to work for you or better yet, just buy your business from you and let you leave? I would just, well, I delete the email that I'm assuming I'm getting for, <laughs> right. from something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like someone knocking on your door saying, yeah, I want to buy your house. Well, I live here. Yeah, well, I, well, I want to buy it. Um, dude, get the f*** out. I live here. So someone coming to me saying, I want to buy your practice. Well, I, name your name the price first. I mean, we all have a price. Absolutely. No doubt about it. At first glance, you'd say no. But if you said, well, I'll give you $10 million, well, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It went. There's <laughs> uh, five o'clock today. Good, because it's good for me. <laughs> yeah, here are the keys. <laughs> Knock yourself out. So there's an oral surgeon that I know here in town, and that exact thing happened to him with his house. Someone was driving by, really decided they wanted the house, rang the doorbell, and said, "Hey, we want to buy your house. How much?" And he was like, "Um, I don't know." And so they offered him like like 1.3 million dollars, which is like well over market cash. Cash, like they were going to pay cash, no m- mortgage or anything involved. He was like, yeah, I'll take it. And so they literally yeah. like moved out like two days later and just like <laughs> moved everything into storage and like into a hotel while they found another house. Like somebody comes over and offers you like two or 300,000 over like market value and cash. Yes. You take that deal. Like you can find I'm another house. I'm pretty sure house. I'm moving. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Like in, unless... Unless it's like that old story of like your grandfather built a house with his bare hands or something like that, which yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not not the deal. Well, that's an extra two hundred thousand because I'm sure we can get that absolutely. House it's yeah, you. right. You have right. a price. So, so the so so I mean, it all boils down to bullshit. Was it money talks and bullshit walks? <laughs> something like that. I believe that's that. Yeah. So uh, first off. How does El Trout know that they want to go work at these places without ever talking to these dentists? Yeah, that, that was my big. That was my initial thought. Was why why why, why those? So compelling. I mean, as a dental student, do you really know what you're looking for no. in a type of office? You don't know anything when you're a dental, dental student. I mean, no offense, no. no offense to our dental student listeners, but I'm I've been practicing for 12 years. I still got a lot to learn. Yeah, a lot. And when I graduated dental school, I knew very little about anything. Yeah, there's there's no way I. I bought a practice right out of the gate, and that, that was the dumbest thing ever. I, I, I think everybody needs to season a little bit to figure out what they like to do, what they're good at, uh, all that kind of stuff, and they'd be burdened with a practice right away. So no. my, my hunch here is that they are going by stuff they read on the practice's website. Probably. And we've had a discussion sort of privately <laughs> online recently Lies. about how a lot of disingenuous things can get sold on a practice website or let's say maybe a consulting company about things like that about e- even as far down to like the people who work there who it turns out also work at about 57 other businesses because <laughs> yeah. they're just stock images that are used everywhere and the same yeah. copy of text about whoever like Mark Jacobs the human calculator and and Lindsay <laughs> Schaefer um a care coordinator, like all that stuff. And then you Google those phrases and they're literally used on like 10 other websites with the same yeah, pictures. So crazy. everything you read on the internet is bullshit. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. <laughs> I th- He said exactly that. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, how do you know you want these practices? Like without yeah. meeting the dentist, like the dentist could be the dentist or the office manager. It could just be bold faced lies, all of this stuff. Or what you would, you know, a nice coat of paint and modern looking stuff could totally make you think that this guy's a success. I so many dentists that I meet are terrible businessmen. Oh, you absolutely. Might be jumping into some practice. Me included. Spiraling. I'm I'm the worst. That's why I do shit like this cuz <laughs> I'm not an expert at the office. <laughs> so I you know, I, how would you even have that conversation? Like yeah. if you're 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 I'm assuming it, uh, you're going to be graduating dental student. How old are you graduated? General school, 23, 24, uh, uh, somewhere in that number, 20, 28. But I, I started dental school at 24, but the average uh, a entering yeah, age like in 21. my school was about 24. Oh, really? Okay. So I would say yeah, most we people were... enter dental school at like what, 21, 22? Oh, I guess so. We're four years, class, yeah, so four years of college, 18 mm-hmm. to 22. So most people are entering dental school 22 or so. Okay. So you're so 26, 26 you 20, yeah, 25, 26. Okay. You're just going to call this guy up and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work for you. And I'm also going to buy your place. Like, man, God. Yeah. Well, unless it's one of those practices that looks like they have a, a ton of dentists that work there. If 
if it looks like it's a multi-doctor location, then maybe that... How are you going to buy that, though? Because now you're talking about, like, instead of buying it for 700000 now you're talking about buying it for... If you got multiple docs there yeah. doing doing full-time production, four or five million, like... Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, maybe maybe it, it was two questions kind of lumped into one because you're saying I could associate or even purchase, but it wasn't necessarily yeah. both. So I, yeah, there's, there's so much just unknown. You pretty much, my advice is if you're looking to buy a practice, then talk with a practice broker, someone who's done some of the homework for you. Absolutely. Because how can you, how do you even know? I I just don't think a dental student even knows like what the standard, you know, that that you would look at like 70% of collections or, you know, between 60 and 70% of collections for the year, right? you know, give or take based on some other factors, you know, does, does a place own the real estate? There's just so much stuff that goes into it that... Like, how yeah. can you as a, as a fourth year dental student know any of that? Right. To be able to have like a conversation that will not offend this person, <laughs> this mm-hmm. dentist, right? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, good luck with that. I just think this to me is saying like, hey, I'm at a bar and I would like to find somebody to marry and or pay to have sex with. <laughs> like, I just, no, like that's not, you're not going to get uh-huh. a successful relationship if that's like the way you're going about it. Like, uh-huh a successful either associateship or partnership or buyout or whatever, like all that stuff hinges on a good relationship. I feel like probably, and there's probably plenty, like you may have hated the guy that you bought your practice from or whatever, but there had to be some sort of hospitality between the two of you to get through that deal. Right. Well, we needed a mediator. So the, the broker himself, right. It's just a bad idea to like call somebody like, Hey, I want to come work for you. Like you need to meet them. You need to chat with them. You need to say like, Hey, I'm graduating from dental school. And I would love, you know, I saw your website. It looks great. I would love to sort of just have drinks or dinner with you and pick your mind about dental practice, right? And then sort of see right, if there's right. any natural, you know, it's like if you want to sleep with a girl, you don't just go up to her and be like, hey, how much to sleep with you? You're like, hey, can I buy you a drink? I love your eyes. That outfit is great, whatever. Exactly. And you sort yeah, of, it, you have to put in your work. It's definitely a courtship. The right. Whole practice acquisition, there's a courtship involved. And yeah, definitely. So yeah, I would say if you're going to do the, some cold calling, it's you got to approach it as, can I get some, pick your brain, take advice. Because I think most dentists in general had a mentor or had someone that helped them out. And we feel kind of this obligation to pay it forward. If someone asks me advice, yeah, I'll go to lunch with you and, sure. and, and answer your questions. And, and, and then maybe during the conversation, I might have done the math of, you know what? Maybe I need an associate. Right. It might work out the way you want it to, but... But you can't be so... You, like, your intentions can't be so... Yeah. <laughs> crystal clear. It just right. really does. It makes me think of, like, every date I've ever been on in my life. If my intentions were just crystal clear, like... Like painted on my forehead, <laughs> the amount of drinks that I would have gotten like poured on me or or exactly. whatever. Like you gotta, man, is you gotta just like some subterfuge yeah. here, right? Like you gotta, you gotta do the dance. Exactly, you gotta do the dance, and it really is like a partnership, an associateship, even even a buyout. Yeah. Like that's a relationship. Like that's a that's another marriage. That's another boyfriend girlfriend kind of deal that you have. Like this is another person who's. You're vested in each other's lives. You're important parts of each other's lives. And, and, you know, to have to just kind of come off that way immediately from the beginning is, is to me a turnoff. I remember I opened my practice. It was like in October of 2009. And like in. Was your sc- a scratch practice? Yeah, I, I started from scratch. And, wow. Um, Good for you. Yeah. You know, at the time, I was looking to kind of get out on my own. I had been working for this guy who was great, but he was kind of in a different part of town than I wanted to be in and a little bit different kind of practice. I mean, traditional kind of bread and butter practice, but uh, like a very, a very, uh, like in a very Hispanic part of town. And so like speaking Spanish, I like, I don't speak Spanish. That was a problem. And I just, well, like I, I grew up in San Antonio. I was raised in San Antonio. And so I wanted to get like to the part of town where I knew people, like where I'd, where I'd gone to school with people and people knew my name yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it makes sense for sure. And so there was no practices in that area. And the practices that were kind of around that were like 30 years old and had 30 year old cabinets and 30 year old equipment yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And they were charging like top dollar for all that stuff. So I started my own and I remember like I opened in like a, like October, like October 13th or something like that. And like some point, like mid-November, like before Thanksgiving, some guy who was like trying to start a DSO came in and just like offered me like basically it would have paid off my note like plus 30 grand or something like that. Like it wasn't a ton of money, Mm. but it was a little bit. And I just like, I look back on that now and I just wonder like, what would I, and I said, no, obviously like, Hey, I just started like, give me a chance, you know? 
but this guy was like trying to get a DSO off the ground, and so he was doing that by like buying it as much as he could. Uh-huh. And I wonder like what would have happened if I would have done that. Yeah, this is like a real. You remember that movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? No. Oh, you got to see Sliding Doors. It's great. Okay. It's it's okay. The, it's like, kind of like two movies in one, and and at one point like. She's like trying to make a train and it, it had like half of the movie is like if she makes the train, like what her life is like. Oh. And then the other half of the movie is like if she doesn't make the train, what her life is like. It, at some point they like, it gets kind of confusing, I guess. So they give her a haircut in one of them, like in one of oh. the versions. So like, oh, in that one, she's brunette and she's got long hair or whatever. And the other one, she's yeah. blonde and has short hair. So you can kind of keep okay. track. It's sort of like a bizarro world, you know, where they have like the mustaches yeah. if it's the bizarro world. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's a very it's it's a good movie. Okay. Like in one of them, she like hits her head and gets injured or something like that. Like almost dies or something. It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, okay. But it, so it's kind of like uh, Run Lola Run. Do you ever see? Oh, that? I've never seen Run Lola Run. Oh, okay. It's a German film. Oh, yeah, and, of course. And there, yeah. and um, yeah, the girl that was the girlfriend. Did you ever see the Born Identity? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the very first one, Famke Jansen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. No, not maybe not Fam. That she was a. No, she was Famke Jansen. Was uh, she was in one of the X Men movies? Okay, not her. A different Famke. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other anyway. Famke. Yeah, you know, <laughs> of the Hoffman. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, uh, like she, her boyfriend was a drug dealer, and, and she she was running to go get something done, and, and at one point she comes to the intersection, takes a right turn, and this happens. Takes a left turn, this happens. Goes straight, and this happens. Oh. And, uh, so it's it's actually really cool. Okay, I'll check that out. Run Lola so Run. Run Lola Run. I'll do. That's a much doors. more manly version of the one that I said. I feel almost <laughs> demasculated <laughs> with like the the chick flick that I'm talking about. The Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, this rom com. She got her haircut in one of them, and the other one she didn't get her haircut. It was so great. And you're like, oh, like there's German assassins chasing her and all that. Yeah. Oh, I, yours, I, was, yours was written by Nick Hornsby, right? Totally emasculated. I actually love Nick Hornsby. <laughs> I do too. I do. Too. High fidelity <laughs> is amazing. Oh. So good. I love it. Fever Pitch so is good. good, even though they did uh-huh. like the um, the Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore, like Red Sox version of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Nick Hornby is really, really good. Although his movies really don't. The movies, like pretty much like anything else, the movies are never as good as the books. Yeah, um, for sure. But, but I remember reading High Fidelity and, and being really... Um, really taken with that with that book and it, it being like the all the top five lists and whatnot. And then they did a lot of that in the movie and it, and it was good. Yeah. But but yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Hornby's great. And here I am talking about this freaking <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow movie. God, I feel, I feel like such a girl. That's oh, okay. Jeez. Well, anyway, so L Trout 59, like take, take these people, take them and don't under no pretenses of like trying to work for them or buy their practices. Just tell them you want to coach or you want to mentor or you want to find out how they did what they did or how they built what they built or get some ideas about dentistry or whatever. Go get a drink or lunch or dinner or something and just see yeah. what happens. Like, take it easy. Don't be under like this kind of stress or this sort sort of push to like buy or work for, for one of these guys until you know a little bit more about them. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. For sure. Is what I, is what I think both of us would tell you and, and, and many, many others. Yeah. Well, Lance, I think that's going to do it for today. Uh, yeah. What do we want our listeners to go do? We want some reviews on iTunes. We want some five star five stars. Reviews. Five, stars. five stars. Anything less than that? Yeah. Just like uh, I think Jalen Rose wore the number five at Michigan when he was a uh, when he One was a fab freshman. Five? Yeah, back in the five Fab Five days. Uh, we we want to be the Fab Five of podcasts as yeah. far as our ratings go. So go hit us up. Five stars. iTunes is the best. But hey, wherever you listen to your podcast, man, we're not going to judge. If you don't like Apple no. stuff, that's fine. It's a safe zone. Do your deal, man. Be, you be you. Judgment free. Safe Judgment time. free. Um, hit up our website, www.workinginterferences.com. Um, you can get uh, right now a whole lot of nothing, really, but we're going to work on that over the next <laughs> couple weeks. We're going we'll to see Sean <laughs> Vandeviver soon. And so yeah. we'll we'll really we'll really hash that out. Uh, Voices of Dentistry coming up in like I don't know what is it like two weeks? Two weeks I think yeah two two and a half. Yeah I'm I'm prepping I've got a big gig uh, next not this Tuesday next Tuesday um, the let me see what day is that January sixteenth um, I'm going to be on the main stage at the Seattle Study Club Symposium. Nice um, yeah so this is probably cool. I did it last year as well. Last year I did 45 minutes. This year it's kind of more of a TED talk. 
So like mm-hmm. last year, Seattle Study Club Symposium, this year, Seattle Study Club Symposium and, and DS World Main Stage are probably the three biggest gigs I've ever had. And so th- cool. this is this is one of them. So I'm, I'm pounding out my beats. I'm adding a couple minutes to a deal and... And, and really working out the stuff. So the next week awesome. I'll, I'll be, I'll be hitting that up. So yeah. And then it's like, like a week after that. So yeah. we're like, we're like coming up on voices of dentistry. So there's going to be, I think Lance, you're going to put some information about voices of dentistry at the head of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So hit that up. With That'll be fun. Scottsdale, Arizona coming up. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. We'll be there in the podcast lounge recording. Um, That's right. We told, Come answer a question with us. Yeah, we told the organizers of this that we wanted to be keynote speakers or nothing else. <laughs> and we said we demanded to be keynote speakers because that's all that's, you know, game recognized game. That's all, you know, we, that's all we're, we're going to do. And, exactly. And, they, and that's why we're in the podcast lounge. Yeah, they probably said, said go screw yourselves. Um, <laughs> so we'll be in the podcast lounge with a thumb up our ass trying to record as much as we can. Uh, trying to drink it, keep up with all the fireball at the yes, Moody's booth. That'll be fun. So, no, just kidding. <laughs> we we sort of got into the game late because we we launched a little bit, yeah. um, you know, kind of after all the plans were made. And so, anyway, it is what it is. We're going to be there. We're going to be there having fun. We're going to try to record as much as we can. So, if you're going to be a guest, at, at, if you're going to go to Voices of Dentistry and you want to be a guest on the show, come up and tell us. We'd be happy to have you. So you'll get a, your own personal question. Be to bring your own question and we'll answer it. Yes. Or, or we'll have, uh, I'm going to be over the next couple weeks. I'm going to be like just hoarding a bunch of questions for our VOD, uh, experiences. You're hoarding, questions. hoarding, hoarding, not hoarding Hoard. questions. Oh. Okay. But I will hoard to get some it questions. I will hoard to get yeah. some questions. Right, Absolutely. Right. Awesome. Um, uh, hit us up on, uh, <laughs> all the social media bullshits, uh, winterferences on Twitter and Instagram, um, and then, uh, we're working interferences podcast with Josh and Lance on Facebook. You can find us and like us there. Um, Lance, you got anything else for us? I think that's it. I'm looking for a song. I'm looking, I was looking to see if there was ever a song written about Derek Harper. <laughs> and I don't think that there was, but you would think there'd be so, you many. would think there'd be just number of the ballad of Derek Harper by, right, uh, right. John and, and Yoko Ono or whatever. <laughs> All right, so I got this one. This is the last song that I downloaded. And Lance, this is something you don't know about me. Um, I'm going to spring this on you. Show tunes? <laughs> no, it's not show tunes. This is like from the 60s. Okay. I like to go on deep dives. And so by a deep dive, I mean I'll get kind of fascinated with the subject and I'll just like watch everything I can find on YouTube about it, like any documentaries okay. I can find about it. Any, yeah. any of those sort of specials that I can find about it. And generally, they tend to be true crime. I'm kind of obsessed with true crime. Okay. And so there's one sort of true crime. There's a couple of them that kind of come up like every few years. I'll kind of go on a deep dive and see what's new or kind of uh-huh. reexamine it, see if I can come up with any other angle that I didn't think of before or whatever. But there's one that's sort of kind of always going or is sort of like will pop up every few months to every year. And uh-huh. and I just have to – and I just deep dive and I'm, I'm – I'm not going to say obsessed with it, but I'm on borderline obsessed with it. And that's the Zodiac Killer. Okay. The Zodiac Killer fascinates me. And I've like, I'm, I subscribe to the Zodiac subreddit and it's like, there's a ton of stuff on there and I'm on there all the time. And there's some Zodiac groups that I'm on on Facebook and it's okay. the saddest thing. But one of my favorite movies is Zodiac. That's a David Fincher movie that came out a couple years yeah, ago. With Jake Gyllenhaal. Great movie. Great, great movie. Yes. Very. And the opening scene of that movie is one of the murders. It's the murder of Darlene Farron and Mike Majot. Uh, it's the the murder from July fourth, nineteen sixty nine. Um, and uh, the soundtrack of this movie is great. And the song that's playing during that uh, scene is a song by Donovan. You remember Donovan? Donovan kind yeah. of was kind of a hipster sort of mm-hmm. uh, flower child um, singer from the sixties. He has a yeah. song called Hurdy Gurdy Man that yeah. plays during that scene, and it's a really chilling scene, but this it kind of is juxtaposed to the song that's playing. So um, that's the last song that I downloaded from iTunes. So from 1968, okay. Donovan's Hurdy Gurdy Man. I feel like you're afraid of me now, Lance. Maybe a little bit. A little bit, no, I'm, yeah. I, no, I like Donovan, too. I mean, Jennifer Juniper, that whole... Good stuff. What's his most favorite? He's got the, the something That's about Superman. Yeah, and there's something about yellow, right? He had a yellow, oh, mellow yellow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They call me mellow. Yeah, yellow. that's the one. That's the yeah. one. That's kind of his probably most famous. I think so. Famous song. Yeah, he's you know just the the season of the witch, 
Um, he's he's got he's got a number of of deals, but yeah, sort of a very like I couldn't imagine listening to a Donovan album without being just ripped, baked on weed. That's kind of a requirement, I think. I believe so. So anyway, enjoy Hurdy Gurdy Man. Think about the Zodiac Killer. Uh, pour one out for poor Darlene <laughs> Farron and Mike Michaud. How sad is it that I know that and I know the date off the top of my head? It's so sad. Yeah. So sad. Kind of anyway, all right, Lance. It was fun. Uh, all you guys out there. For Lance, this is Josh working interferences. Peace. Thrown like a star, my sleep, I opened my eyes to take a peek. To find that I was by the sea, gazing with tranquility. Just then when the hurdy gurdy man came singing songs of love. Then when the hurdy-gurdy man came singing Yeah, 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 yeah